Look at this. Healthcare.gov. Get 2017 health coverage. Okay, that's what I want. So it's a Friday afternoon. Registration for health insurance opened up on November 1st for 2017. Is this the part where we should just start chanting vaginas? Vaginas, vaginas. <laughs> Welcome to Gyno Girl. In this episode, we'll be talking all about health insurance, specifically how to sign up for health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. Okay, well, I'm on step one. Create account. I'm so bad at security questions. Um, who remembers their childhood hero? I feel like that could change so often. There was like a couple months there where I was going without insurance and that's terrifying. I couldn't get like a physical I needed. Just like the simple things you take for granted or your parents are going to figure out for you. How did you feel like trying to navigate that yourself? I would say it was definitely intimidating, especially because that is normally pretty immediate. Like, I don't know people that are super like, oh, I think in six months I might need to go to the doctor. Oh, shoot, like this problem is happening now that I need to solve. It's definitely overwhelming to be like super sick and to have to be an advocate for yourself in the medical industry. Like they always suggest if you go to the emergency room, like bring someone who can be like an ally or advocate for you. I wish we could all have our own little insurance advocates, but um, I did not have one. So <laughs> I had to do some digging and figure this out on my own. And the websites are like semi-helpful, but I found you can like normally contact your specific regional nonprofits that you have representatives you can talk to. First of all, like, what exactly was your job? Yeah, so how it all started was my actual title was Patient Benefits Coordinator. When the Affordable Care Act was first passed, Martha was on the front lines of helping individuals gain access to health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. Basically, she knows the ins and the outs of this whole system, and she took the time to share some of her wisdom with me. There is this one guy who I will never forget. You know, he was very firm when he would talk, and when I was signing him up, at the time, I believe that he lied to me about his income. And so he got approved for Medicaid, you know, free insurance, 100% coverage, everything. A couple weeks later, he gets a letter from Washington, you know, from the ACA, saying, you need to submit proof of income. And so, of course, he did. He didn't qualify because he made more than he said he did. And so he came in. He went in with his wife, who I have found out at the time was terminally ill. And so already this guy was over the top with emotion and just so frustrated. He had, he actually yelled at me pretty badly and told me a lot of mean things, you know, and that I was pretty much useless and didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, you're probably right, but... <laughs> because I felt it, you know, and so obviously I was emotional when he left. And so that's one thing that will always stick with me. And I think what I what I got from that was just, you know what, you never know, you know, I mean, you see this masculine guy, you know, look like him break things, you know, and this thing is happening in his personal life, so that was definitely what I remembered. Did you see, like, any sort of, like, disparity between women or men? Or... I think it was just a mixture. Um, 
obviously some of them, I don't want to say obviously, but some of the men didn't know, you know, kids' birthdays or social security numbers. They weren't really as prepared as the women were, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it was, I think it was about the same, you know. Wait for it. I'm totally going to end up calling my mother. As soon as I told her that I was going to try and sign up for health insurance, she was like, you're going to call me in a heartbeat. And I conveniently waited till 3.35 because I know that she's going to be off work here soon. So she might actually answer her phone. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. In the past, 42 states allowed insurance companies to charge women more for health care solely on the basis of their gender. For example, a 22-year-old woman could be charged 150% the premium a 22-year-old man paid. 38% of women, 7.3 million, who tried to buy coverage were either rejected altogether, charged a higher premium, or were sold policies that excluded certain benefits because of pre-existing conditions. Some of these pre-existing conditions defined by insurance companies included being pregnant, having been pregnant, or being a survivor of domestic violence. Now, as many as 65 million women with pre-existing conditions can no longer be discriminated against when seeking health coverage. Is a lot of it women's health driven? That's almost the only reason I'll go into the doctor unless I feel like I'm really sick. There's not a lot of information on the internet that isn't like terrifying and makes you think you're about to die. (laughs) And so like the first time that I actually had an ovarian cyst pop, which is one of the most painful things I've ever been through, I didn't know what was going on. I thought my appendix had burst and my doctor didn't believe that I was in actual pain. The doctor kept going, oh no, you're probably fine, it's not your appendix, I don't know why you're freaking out. And then they finally had a female nurse that was like, maybe you should send her to an ultrasound, and they realized, oh, you had ovarian cysts, and they popped, because it didn't show up in the MRI. I think it was $1,700. I mean, I don't know, it's just so much money. Were there ever moments where you're deciding between the money or, like, your health or your waiting? I would, like... It would just be like instant breakdown because I wanted to know what to do. I didn't know how I was going to cover it. And usually my boyfriend was like, you can call your grandparents and ask to use your college money for this. And every time I'd be like, but then I can't afford college. Between 2010 and 2015, the uninsured rate among women ages 18 to 64 decreased from 19.3% to 10.8%. In 2016, This past year, 6.8 million women and girls selected affordable quality health coverage plans through the insurance marketplaces. And now I'm on um, Washington State Health Insurance. It was a struggle. It was like my first real, like, you're an adult now with learning how to figure out how to get insurance. Oh, darn it. Oh, my mom is going to be so mad at me. I'm supposed to know my social security number. She's told it to me so many times. And I don't know it. I actually think I might have it in my notes on my phone, which is horrible. Please don't be like me. Don't have your social security number on your phone. 
so mad. Shoot. Okay. Tip number two. Be an adult. And actually know vital information about yourself, like your social security number. Not only are more women gaining access to health coverage, but the quality of coverage has increased. Along with increased accessibility for a wide range of reproductive health services, recommended preventative services like mammograms, cervical cancer screenings, and contraception are being covered with no out-of-pocket costs. Oh, yo, I do have it on the notes in my phone, um, which is horrible. Tip three, don't have your social security number in the notes on your super accessible phone, but I don't have to call my mom about that, so. The Affordable Care Act increases access to contraception for women. Insurance companies and employers must cover contraception without any additional co-pays. Considering 99% of all sexually experienced women have used birth control at some point in their lives, it's safe to say birth control use is nearly universal. This increased access to contraception can save women up to $600 per year. The law also guarantees access to OBGYN providers without any doctor's referral or approval from the insurance company, meaning that women can get the care that they need. Do you think people, after working in it for a year and a half, that they it would be accessible for them to just do it online by themselves? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think people just felt like there was going to be something to it that they were just going to not know about, so that they were going to need help. Signing up for it was, like, really easy, actually. I just literally Googled, like, Washington Healthcare and then found it, and then you, like, take the provider. So I basically just Googled Washington State Healthcare, um, and it brought me to the website, and then there was just a bunch of information and a bunch of different plans. You kind of input, like, I'm this old, I'm a female. Like, you're filling out this big survey of, like, your health history, basically. Does it like, feel overwhelming? Like, what very. Feel? I didn't know what any of it meant. Like, uh... Do you think that, like, human element to you working with them, like, do you think yeah. that human element, like, helped? Oh, for all? sure. I mean, that for sure. I mean, even for me, if I was getting into something that I had no idea about, I would definitely want to go to somebody who was trained on it, you know, and who knows more about it than I do. My biggest recommendation for anyone signing up for health insurance after going through the process myself is to reach out to others. Talk to family, friends, acquaintances. Hey, hon, can you hear me? Yes. You ready to help me figure out this application? I'll give it a try. Okay. So, I'm on a taxes portion of it. 
or talk to representatives from local nonprofits and medical centers. Like Martha. Who doesn't want to talk to Martha? Also, the Affordable Care Act website has resources to help you navigate the process. In addition to talking with others and using your resources, here's a few logistical tips. One, take deep breaths. Breathe through it. Two, you will want to have your income and tax information accessible for you to reference throughout the process. Three, last but not least, know the name of your childhood hero. Those security questions aren't messing around, folks. Honestly, the process of signing up for health insurance isn't as overwhelming as it seems. I think I just submitted it. Awesome. Sure, it's not my first choice for how I'd like to spend my Friday or Saturday afternoon, but it's important. To quote Planned Parenthood, the Affordable Care Act represents the greatest single advance for women's access to healthcare in a generation. More access means healthier women and healthier families. I immediately, after I got it, scheduled an appointment with their OBGYN at the clinic. I was like, I want to make sure I'm checked out. And yeah, I haven't had any problems since, so, which is so nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that I was with the Affordable Care Act. I was totally with it, yeah. I thought it was great. You know, I did have a few people who would go in and were unhappy that they had to do it. And I'm like, hey, you know, if something happens to you, you're covered, you know? Like, this is a good thing. Yeah, universal health care is a big, big thing for me. <laughs> Now for deadlines. Enrollment for 2017 coverage opened on November 1st. And if you apply for coverage by December 15th, coverage can start as early as January 1st, 2017. What are you waiting for? Why are you still here listening to me talk? Go sign up for health insurance. Today, I'm signing this reform bill into law on behalf of my mother, who argued with insurance companies even as she battled cancer in her final days. Today, after almost a century of trying, today, after over a year of debate, today, after all the votes have been tallied, Health insurance reform becomes law in the United States of America. Today. And we have now just enshrined, as soon as I sign this bill, the core principle that everybody should have some basic security when it comes to their health care. And it is an extraordinary achievement that has happened because of all of you and all the advocates all across the country. So thank you. Hey folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Gyno Girl. The fabulous music you heard throughout this production comes from Poddington Bear and their songs Solidarity, Ideas, Rhythm, and Lojack, as well as Lindsay Lou and the Flatbellies singing us out with their song, The Power. Gyno Girl will be back with more episodes soon, so keep your eyes peeled and your ears tuned.
And if you're still listening, let me emphasize again, go sign up for health insurance if you haven't already. The episode's over. Go, go, go. Yeah.